What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Tuesday, um, June. I'm forgetting the dates. June 22nd. Excuse me. Uh, coming to you know, come last couple of weeks of June here. On uh, every Tuesday, we talk LAFC. So we're gonna talk black and gold. Uh, before we get into that, let me introduce some of my guests. We got Juan Pablo Marquez. JP, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good, man. Happy to have you back. LAFC Live. How you doing, my brother? Hey, how's it going, Gio? Glad to be back on the show. Um, happy to see everyone on here. Yeah, man. So it was it was good. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll, before we get into that, um, what what did you guys do outside of watching the game or, or, or being at the game this weekend? Um, it was Father's Day, so I came to Palmdale um, and visited my dad, and then we went to go get sushi, and it was a good time. So, yeah, Sunday was good. Um, Saturday, LFC lost. I mean, tied, so it was a loss, <laughs> though, but yeah. What would you do outside of uh, – how did you spend Father's Day, uh, Garrett? Uh, to be honest, bro, I've just been really busy with moving in and whatnot. So I've been building a lot of stuff. And I'm not going to lie, I'm tired as hell. Um, and so just a relaxing day on Sunday. Uh, I went to go visit my fiance's dad. And, uh, yeah, had a good time just chilling and drinking. Not too bad. Yeah, it must be difficult, you know, build, building all your furniture for your big old mansion, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 my big old mansion. <laughs> that's good though man congrats i, I know you, you announced you. the news i think like a couple of weeks ago yes you're all yes. you're all moved in there so i think we and everybody on the live stream and the podcast we're just waiting for an invitation when you're gonna <laughs> have the carne asada you're gonna have the beer and everything so just let us know what yeah. we'll, we'll show we'll be we should have put out a flyer uh, on twitter oh yeah yeah we'll be on the lookout for that i guess right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what we, that's that's what we're doing so we, we got to host an lafc uh, game at your house you know um you know at byob you know oh yeah yeah you guys can bring that and i'll just chill here so i'll be waiting <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Juan pablo uh obviously you know a lot, a lot of things going on but like have, have you been watching any of the euros or anything like that yeah um <laughs> i'm I, I follow more of the copa america because i want messi to win um so i've been what games that. what games have you watched of uh copa america uh i've watched every argentina game i've watched the brazil game um sometimes i'm busy and i can't watch them all but yeah i try to try to free my free my time when argentina plays yeah no i, I mean they, they they ended up at what was it the last friday what they ended up beating uruguay right like yeah yeah they, and then they played yesterday not not messi's best game um but he's tired so he's gonna rest against bolivia and if they win they're top of the group and they won't have to play brazil until the final if they make it that far Talk, talking about Messi, did you guys see the thing on social media where he signed the guy's back? Yeah. He had the tat- yeah. He had the full-on tattoo of him with the jersey when he was at Barcelona. Yeah. That, that was that's crazy. That like, I mean, that is old. That's that, that's a f- super fan to like another level. And then you know, uh, and then just for Messi to want to sign it, I think he went on Instagram said he wanted to sign it. Yeah, that that's just amazing. Gary, would, do you have any 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 tattoos of your favorite players on you? No, no, I don't have any tattoos at all. And if I had to get one, it would probably be Arsenal, their next Premier League, which they're never going to win. So I don't have to get any tattoos. So I'll be good. <laughs> um, but I, I've been watching a lot of the Euros as well and Copa America. Uh, obviously, I keep my eye out more on the Euros since my uh, Netherlands are doing pretty well. They went three for three. Uh, I honestly didn't think they're going to win all three games. I thought maybe one and tie two of them, but they proved me wrong, which is great. Uh, so we'll see what happens. My dark horse team, I look like an idiot. I picked Turkey. They got spanked all three games. So, um, yeah, that tells you how much uh, I know. And uh, I'm just excited. It's nice to see the European teams doing great. And England won today. Uh, so we'll see how far they can go, too. I'm interested in them. 
Yeah, no, I've been I've been uh, tuned in, in and out. Uh, there's just a lot going on. I mean, I, I just noticed during the day I got to do a bunch of stuff during the day. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's exciting that you that we either have it in the morning available for us or in the afternoon with Copa right. America. Um, you know, just with everything, and this is I think this kind of worked in everybody's favor to have to watch both uh, both the the Euros and Copa America play. Uh, during the same day sometimes and you know just being able to watch a lot and like some people i know some people aren't leaving the house and just watching tv all day which which isn't too bad for me <laughs> i have to get out and after while i do a couple other things but yeah i mean nevertheless it, it's been it's been a packed it's been a packed week it's been a packed weekend uh you know football and everything going on around the world but also here uh, at lafc you know they're they're back at the bank of california stadium against the Houston Dynamo. A lot, lot of pregame festivities. A lot, lot of pregame festivities. Uh, the atmosphere was live. Um, Garrett, I know you were there. I ran into you. Yep. How, how did you enjoy the, the pregame festivities uh, of LAFC? Uh, I thought it was chill. Um, so my fiance and I went, and I took my best friend, who's never been to an LAFC game in his life. So it was his first time. Uh, he loved it. We were just drinking outside the stadium. It was nice to see everyone uh, just – had the tents up. I saw some people dancing and whatnot, passing around the football. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good time. It was nice to see kind of it back to normal, I guess, if you want to say that in, in quotation marks. You know, it's not fully normal yet, but uh, it was really fun having some drinks and whatnot. So glad to be back. Yeah, and, and I think some, some of that, uh, it just it brings back memories of old, like, okay, I remember how this used to be or this used to, you know, right. like, not to worry, you know, obviously everything would happen. Juan Pablo, what about you? Did you get to go to the stadium or did you watch mm-hmm. it from home? No, I watched it from home. Um, I've the two times I've gone to the games, I've been late, so I haven't really been able to fully enjoy the the festivities before the game. Um, but I'm sure it was fun. Um, it was the first game back with everybody, so I know a lot of people were excited to go to the bank. It's always fun to be at the bank. You know, the experience, the atmosphere is just second to none in the MLS. So yeah, I'll mm-hmm. definitely hit up a game this summer. Yeah, no, you, you got to not now that a hundred percent capacity. So. I uh, know we know they, they got a game tomorrow, but um, but yeah, no, for me, it was cool. They also like LAFC ended up giving up. They, they did this partnership with uh, Rockstar and everybody that's uh, and then they gave like the Rockstar drinks with this like box and stuff. It was like it was cool. I don't really drink too many energy drinks or anything like that, but it, it was cool for them to share. And, and there was a lot more media than I than I expected at this uh, mm. LAFC game because there was a, there was another game going on prior to this. But there, there was a lot of media at this game it was it was packed so that's when i was like okay you know lafc you know every, it's not it wasn't just the fans it was it was all the media and everything around and then you know i got, I got to walk around the stadium obviously gary ran into you and your friend yeah. and it was you know it was cool to see like it's good to see everybody back but it's also cool it was cool to see like everybody you know chanting the 3252 doing the thing yeah. rocking out um what did, what did your friend think of the 3252 uh, he he said he hasn't seen anything like that in a long time or in person because uh, he hasn't been in a sports game since obviously last year. And uh, he hasn't been to a soccer game in a hell of a long time. And uh, he said it was crazy and he found it um, exciting to see everyone just doing the chance and whatnot and seeing everyone get uh, into it as well. Even if you're not seeing the 3252, people around the stadium are joining in as well. So he really liked it. And he said he wants to go back to uh, as soon as he can. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I mean that's. I mean, to take him to his first LFC game, he yeah, no, he he had a great time. Um, even though the the score uh, was was a little difficult to swallow after the game. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, now let's talk about the game. Uh. Obviously, uh, it was a, it was a tie. It was it was a tough one for LFC. You you expected that they were 
they wanted to get the result. They wanted to get the win. Obviously, they they dropped points. Before we get into that, I want to break down the, the lineup. So uh, Bob went with uh, Pablo Cisnegas a goal. Obviously, you know, Tristan Blackman at the right. Jesus Murillo, Eddie Segura, Marco Fafan. And then, you know, in the midfield was Jose Sinfuentes, Atuesta, and K. And obviously, uh, the trio of Vela, Baird, and Rossi. Um, not too many changes. Nothing too crazy. Um, you know, it's a pretty pretty similar lineup that we've seen. Obviously, you know, uh, Latif has been in, in and out. Um, but were you guys surprised with the lineup? Were you guys okay with the lineup? What were your thoughts, uh, JP? Um, I was mostly surprised with K starting in the lineup. I thought he was going to get some rest or, you know, start and start tomorrow. And I thought Blessing was going to be put in there. But that, that was the biggest surprise. But again, again, it's Bob. So um, he, stays with that. he stays with that three in the middle. So it wasn't really a surprise. What did, what did you think, uh, LFC Live, uh, of the lineup? Uh, I wasn't surprised at all, along with Juan Pablo. Uh, I knew Mark Antique was going to start. I knew all these. So it's the usual it's the usual stuff, so no surprises there, unfortunately. Yeah, there was no no surprises there. Um, obviously, it was, it was a very tight game uh, in, in the first half. Uh, what, what were your impressions of how LAFC came out uh, in, the, in the first half and the type of game that they had, JP? Uh, well, they went out and they they, you know, set the tempo, got their chances, just couldn't finish and and it's been like that, you know, throughout the whole season. They just dominate the game, they outpossess their rivals, um, they create their chances, but nobody can finish. And if they do finish, then they end up conceding later on in the game. Um, Rossi had his chance in the tenth minute, where I thought he should have passed it back to to Baird, but he was running up a bit too fast, so maybe, you know, his he thought the chip would have been the easiest. Um, Vela was on was double teamed on the right a lot, so he could never really chip in. So he he passed it to K, and then he passed it to Atuesta. So those were the clearest opportunities in the first half. Um, K sent it over, and then Atuesta whipped it um, to to the left post, but it didn't go in. But the first half was good. I liked it. Um, they just couldn't finish. Yeah, and no, I think that that was that was a that was a tough thing because they did have opportunities uh, there to, there to score. Um, uh, LAFC Live, what, what, what did you think uh, about the, the first half and the first half opportunities that they had? Just so many opportunities, just couldn't finish. Uh, it's been pretty much the same story after every game. The opportunities are there. The finishing's been poor. Um, Rossi had a lot of chances. Usually some of those chances you think he would do a little better effort, at least get it on target, which it was way off on Saturday. Uh, Mark Anthony K. I mean, he's not known for finishing or shooting, so I don't expect much from him. And then Bella, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even know he was playing in the game. That's just I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I, I I told my friend before the game. Yeah, obviously he knew who Carlos Vela was, but he even asked me what, what did he do in the game. I said honestly, I didn't even know he was playing, and that's due to him being double team or maybe being not all the way fit. But based on Bob's comments today, he was fine. So I don't know what the excuse was for him, but yeah, poor. Yeah, I think on that note, when I was talking to you and I ran in, ran into you. The thing that I, I think to me when when I when I look at this LAFC team and when when I see them play and I when Seattle's figured them out and I think I saw the thing that I saw about Houston they played Vela physical they they dropped them a couple mm-hmm. of times they double teamed them they didn't want him to impact the game in any way and that's the way that you be, you you tend you, LAFC tends to get beat when, when you're physical with them and you, and you you hit you hit up Vela yeah. a couple of times. And to me, I, I was I was surprised how how physical Houston was, but also how 
they 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 came in with that mindset like nothing easy. They they had a great game. They had a great you know it was it was a tough first half, but overall Houston did what you were supposed to do to LAFC, and that's Ooh. what that yeah exactly. And that's one of the things that I, that easy. that 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 I I don't understand about LAFC. Um, maybe it's the personnel that need they need to change or need to bring in. But like when Vela's getting hit, you need to have like Jesus Mori or someone like that step up and. and and hit someone else back, you know, like send another message. Yeah, not try to injure them, but I, I that's what I, t- I typically see from other teams. And, mm-hmm. and I was surprised that, you know, LASC hasn't brought in someone uh, to essentially get, get Carlos Vela's back or, you know, to match that intensity when when teams are like that. J- JP, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, LAFC just gets bullied. And, you know, they have – they can play. They have, the, they have the skill, but they don't have that ferocity. They don't have that fight in them. And then that's when they end up getting beat because in the playoffs, that's what you need. You need to have that little edge. You need to have mm-hmm. that little colmillo what's in Spanish. You need, you need to have that fight in you. And then that's how the teams beat LAFC in like the first 10 minutes. They set the tempo. They kick. They put their foot in. They drop Vela. And then every LAFC just doesn't know how to respond because – Nobody, nobody goes and kicks them back, like you said, not like injuring them, but, you know, just a little foul in the mid- middle of the field to set the tempo, say, like, we're here too, you know, you're not going to just bully us around. And, and that's what LAFC lack, you know, they lack a, a leader on the field that screams or that, you know, puts that little push in to, to set the tempo for, for the team. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think for me, it's kind of – it's kind of – interesting because you know how teams are if, if Houston is starting to do that to you right and uh, you know I, I see that from Seattle because they're a very smart tactical team Brian Schmetzer has them really uh, really good but when Houston starts doing that to you and you expect to win this game um and they're not doing that back right I, I, you, you gotta you gotta think to yourself like well, what is going on like teams are have figured you out you need you're getting punched yeah I think you need a punch back right um, when you were watching that, uh, Garrett, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, it's the same story. Uh, it's been going on all season. We don't have a bully who's going to stick up for our players. Uh, we don't. I'm still trying to figure out who the leader is on the team. It's been eight games in the season. I don't know who's going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and turn it around because it's not Bella. I'm sorry to say. I haven't seen anyone to suggest that it's him. Uh, I thought Mark Anthony K was supposed to be this leader. I haven't seen anything from him. He hides. Uh, at Tuesta, you know, as good as he is, I don't think he's a natural born leader. Uh, you know, I know he's, you know, tough and whatnot, but he's not the leader. And honestly, Bob, if he's noticed his demeanor on the sidelines, he went from energetic to just, uh, uh, it's just every time we get scored on, if you notice the head goes down, everyone just gets, it's just, it's stagnant. And that's not what LAFC was from season one, season two, season three. And then now we're going up that hill and we're going down and we're not, it's not, it's not looking good. And um, there's a lot of questions still. And uh, tomorrow, uh, yeah, tomorrow, uh, it's going to be ugly if something, if we don't get the points. That's all I can say. Yeah. Be, uh, yeah. We don't need to get, we'll go down that road. Um, but let, let's, let's stick to this game. Um, quickly in the chat, CeeLo says, Flex is cursed. I think he's talking about the sponsor. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Twitter, Dar, Dar Malia says, Vela looked like he was struggling to be dynamic. Will he get his form back or, or an uphill battle? That's the thing about Vela. Um, he didn't look good this game. He, there was a couple of times that he, that he looked okay, you know, but it, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if, you know, like Vela is, uh, you know, I don't know. He's, uh, they had three weeks, right? And, you know, 
I was expecting for him to play 90 minutes. And I, that, that's one mm-hmm. of the things that I, I was, I was a little, I know he got hit when, when he went out right before he went out. Uh, if you're watching it, JP at home, I don't know what the broadcast was saying, but he looked like he, he might've got injured again. Uh, but I was able to ask Bob today. He's going to be starting tomorrow, but when, when, when he's not being up dynamic uh, to Darmelio's Dar- point, um, right. It, it is an uphill battle because after three, three weeks of being off, like you, you start to wonder like what, what's really going on with Velo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's the team's leader, um, in the, in the football sense of, of skill wise, cause he's, he's the most skilled player. So obviously you look at him as the leader and if he doesn't, um, take that baton of give me the ball, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and get this goal or make this play. Nobody else is going to step up and nobody else has stepped up. Um, so yeah, it is kind of LFC and if Vela's not fit or in form or, you know, um, animated in the game, then kind of everybody just puts their head down, you know, it's like, okay, well, Vela isn't trying our best players and trying then like, it's okay if, if I mess up. And, and I think that's where Bob needs to step in and be more energetic. And the last game I saw him being energetic was like, was El Clasico or Trafico against Galaxy. And after that, he's been very quiet. So back to going back to Vela, like if he's not if he's not in the game, if he doesn't want the ball, then LEFC is just not really going to get there anywhere this season. Yeah, and I think I think another thing that that right, if Vela's not at one hundred percent, right, or is able to get there, it's still early. But after three weeks, we expected him, you know, have all that rest and be. I expected him to come in and make some type of impact, whether it was a pass or whether yeah. it was scoring, right? But it's. Like what eight eight games in almost nine games in like it doesn't look like the Vela that we're used to and it's like we seen that we know what he can do but he hasn't done it today he hasn't done it this season and I think that's that's where the questions are starting to come up and that's where the patience is starting to to die down if if you're LAFC if you're LAFC if you're the fans of LAFC I know they're saying patience but you're you're, you're not you're not beating the teams that you're supposed to be beating you're not yeah. get, you're dropping points and and, it, and it's and it's it's kind of a little bit mind-boggling because you know we you want him to be the leader, the the scorer, and right he talked about like, hey, I play better when the fans are there. I play, I like the pressure. You know, I'm just paraphrasing. He he said those words prior to this game, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to to perform. And I think um, I want to see how he performs tomorrow. But like, were you surprised that that he left? Uh, that he was subbed out so early, uh, Garrett? Yeah, I was actually. I was like, here we go again. Is he hurt? Because we talked about it before. Is he becoming fragile? You know, I know he's not 37, 38 like some other footballers, but I mean, he's up there in the 30s. But I mean, is he becoming like every so often he's going to have a different injury? Is it going to be ankles? Is it going to be a muscle injury? Like, what's it going to be? So that's the worrisome point. And also thinking about it, he's played five games this season for LAFC. Can you guys even think of a memory so far for the season that, oh, wow, look at that. Remember that pass from Vela? Remember that goal from Vela? I can't. Um, you know, last season there was a look at the chip against Miami. Look at this. And that's him not even playing most of the season, but you can remember that. And, you know, the, the season's still fresh and uh, it's becoming a worrisome thing now that, like I said, this is LEFC, not Vela FC. And that's how we rely on this guy. And if he's not clicking, like JP said, everyone said they're going to be down and um, it's going to be an ongoing story the rest of the season, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And I, and I think, right. And I, because there's so so much of the offense offense it relies on him to to a certain extent, right? And for him to be dynamic, dynamic, and have that confidence. But this last couple of games, we haven't seen that confidence, and it, and it, and, it, and it's right for us to ask the questions of you know what what is really going on with Vela? Like obviously they're 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 preaching patience, but when you're when you're a team that's that that brought all these guys back, right? You brought you brought all your veterans back. This is not this is not a Twesla's first year. This is not Diego Rossi's first year, right? You guys have about forty years. 
I think that's where the patience is like, okay, wh- what's really going on? Because if you guys aren't mm-hmm. figuring it out, do you guys, do you guys need more players? What's really going on? You know what I'm saying? And it's, I think that's, that's where people, people's patience is starting, starting to run out. Um, before we talk more about Vela, I, I want to talk about the sub that happened at, ha- at halftime. I was very surprised that Bryce Duke came in for Mark Anthony K. Um, because I don't think Mark Anthony K was having a, a bad game, but I, uh, I was surprised that it was at halftime. You know that like he just gave him a half, and then he brought in Bryce Duke to 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 essentially impact the game. Bryce Duke, to his credit, has been killing it with Las Vegas Lights. He's he had mm-hmm. a couple impressive assists. Uh, what were your thoughts, JP, on that substitution? Yeah, I mean it was surprising to everybody. Um, Mark Anthony K is usually um, you know a regular starter, and a, a halftime substitution is not very Bob like. Um, it's happened against the uh, the Galaxy with our fans some t- um, that one time, but outside of that, K coming out was very surprising. Duke didn't play a bad game other than him losing the ball on the goal, but he was very active. You know, he pressed. Um, he always tracked back. He he was very dynamic on the ball. He passed through the lines. He played a good game. Um, I think Bob is ultimately resting K to play tomorrow and against Kansas City. Um, he's just resting his players, like he said. He wanted to. To rotate players because it's three games in one week, but Bryce Duke did not play a bad game. Um, Mark Anthony K didn't even play a bad game either. This this game too, um, he had his missed his chance, but you know Mark Anthony K isn't known for scoring; he's more just for for controlling the middle. So yeah, it was it was a, a weird substitution at the halftime. Yeah, Gary, what were your thoughts? I, I I know I was with you, and I was I was <laughs> I was really surprised not to see K out there because it was it was a half. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, Duke coming in? Uh, I almost fell out of my seat. I couldn't believe Mark Anthony K was subbed at halftime. Uh, but right, it was a, it was a weird substitution because I criticized K. I'm probably one of his biggest uh, crit- uh, critics, but he wasn't actually doing that bad to be honest with you. In the first half, I was like, okay, he's doing decent. But to see him just subbed out, I was like, okay, maybe Bob wanted to make a statement like, hey, I can change things up. But he didn't get that right. Um, but Bryce Duke, you know, he's been tearing it up for Las Vegas Lights. I know that's a lower opposition. But um, you can see that there's something there with him. I know he's a younger kid, and now it's just about someone putting their shoulder over him, saying, this is how you want to do it this way, and someone just to slap him a little bit, say, you know, this is going to be a little rougher than what you're used to. Uh, but the substitution, Bob, I mean, I think he was just trying to make a statement, like, hey, I can switch it up. That Honestly, I think that's what it's about. And um, you could say it worked or it didn't work. Obviously, we didn't win the game, so we go from there. Yeah, I think I think it was a good substitution. Uh, I think Bryce Duke deserved deserved to come in at whether he comes in at the forty six minute or the forty whatever whatever minute it came in. It was good for for one for the because K has been getting a lot a lot of you know some of it it's unnecessary, um, but some of it like you know fans are passionate. They're, they're gonna they're gonna speak about their team right, and, and this is LA too high expectations championship team right. right. So if you're not cutting it. Um, you know, there's there's going to be critiques coming with that, but I think Bryce Duke deserved to get that, and also it was also kind of you know told me that Bob obviously is paying attention and knows what's going on out you know outside of the football field, how much pressure the fans are putting on K because he's not performing, um, you know, and I think it's good for Bryce Duke to also hey you know I'm killing it and and with the lights right I'm I'm doing everything I'm doing. He gets his chance. He gets his opportunity. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Bryce Duke start tomorrow or get more minutes, you know, subbed in at halftime um, because that's what you want to see, right? If, if K or someone else in the midfield, it's not, it's not cutting it. It's not playing up to their potential. 
then there's so much depth there that you you need to give that those opportunities to someone else, right? And um, I, I, I'm glad it's Bryce Duke, and I'm glad, you know, and you also got Latif Blessing on the bench who didn't play, right? So there's there's a lot of moving pieces in the midfield that Bob Bradley c- can move around, and I like that he finally gave some gave someone else another opportunity. Now, is he going to start Bryce Duke? That's a, that's a different story, right? And we, we got to see what happens tomorrow. Uh, but before we get into that, I, I, want, I got the replay uh, of the goal. Um, I'm going to show the replay, and then we'll talk about it. Coming up. Bear trying to flick on it. See Fuentes on the back post who turns in. He shot forced the corner, and he profits from it. Jose Cifuentes with his second goal of the year, and LAFC have found the breakthrough on 50 minutes. How did that ball make its way to Cifuentes? I don't know. There was a lot of people in that box, but the cross just passed through them all. And it ended up with Cifuentes, who just needed to put it in. Take another look. Nobody touched it until Cifuentes puts it away. And LAFC is winning this one 1-0. Tim Parker just let it run there. Looked like he was throwing a chest at it. Carlos. So no one no one touched it. It looked like it was obviously an assist for Carlos Vela. Cifuentes. Cifuentes was right there. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's been having, uh, um, uh, he's been very impactful in the midfield, you know, when, when he gets his chance and gets opportunities, right. He's, he's also a three. I know he had also early in the game, he had some shots outside the goal. Um, JP, what do, what do you think of the goal? What'd you, what'd you think of Jose Cifuentes? Cifuentes is, that was his best game of the season so far. I like Cifuentes. Um, I just think his best, um, sp- spot is at the eight, which is what he played today. Um, even played at the six at the end of the game. He was coming coming back and getting the balls off the center backs. But he deserved the goal. Um, the corner kick came off his shot, which is a really good shot. He knows how to shoot from long distance. Um, this was his best game. Bob said it too. Um, and yeah, he he just deserves to be a starter, um, in my opinion. And he, LAFC deserved the goals from the opportunities they created in the first half. It wasn't the prettiest goal. It was a defensive blunder from Houston. But, you know, it was well-deserved for, for Cifuentes. Uh, Garrett, what were your thoughts on, on this play? Well, I'm kind of glad you just replayed it because I, I didn't realize th- the goal celebration, was that kind of weird? Did that seem kind of like if they weren't excited or something happened that I not know about? Or I, I just think they were um, they were giving the like praying or like giving it to God or dedicating it. Okay, to yeah, maybe, I don't know, because I don't know, it just seemed kind of uh, yeah. blustered. Like I saw Bella clapping his hands, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm looking too much into that, so maybe that's why, but... Um, so <laughs> I try to look at every detail, but uh, yeah, so Fuentes, one of his best games of the season, like you said, JP, um, he's a solid player and he's still, I mean, the potential is still there. He hasn't reached his uh, full peak yet. Um, once I think at Tuesta leaves, whenever that is, he could probably take over or maybe next season to be uh, one of our second best players on the team. But as of right now, he's had a solid season. I would like him to shoot a lot more because um, I know he can rip it. So uh, that's something I want to see in his game. Uh, a couple more strikes this season. Yeah, no, that was a very impressive. I, I like what uh, Jose Cifuentes is doing with LFC. Much deserved goal, much deserved opportunity. Um, you know, but right that happened. What in the what was that in the fiftieth minute, right? And then mm-hmm. I think uh, LAFC had. A, I mean, excuse me, Dynamo had a substitution. They brought in Joe Corona. Um, and then in the fifty eighth minute, uh, Uriti ends up scoring. Um, for for the Dynamo, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a difficult play. I know. I think I started off with uh, Bryce Duke. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just play it and, and then we'll go over it. And now Pico, you see Atuesta recognizing that Segura, rather Melburio, had come forward. 
trying to fill that space as he comes for Uruti, takes a strike, and Uruti scored again for Houston. And Uruti's got four goals in his last five games. Amaga con la derecha, se va a meter entre dos, ya pisó el área, saca el servicio, Uruti, ahora golazo. So we get the point. We don't. We don't need to, uh, you know, uh, play it in Spanish as well. I just pulled the the, the replay. Um, when I look at that, and you know, obviously, I think Bryce Duke either didn't get to the ball or might have, might have lost the ball. But even I don't, I don't necessarily put that on Duke, but it's it's more on the defensive tape, right? Uh, Marco Fafan and, and Jesus Leo have not been as consistent as you want them. They've, they've had a couple plays within the year, and I feel like. I think this is more on them necessarily uh, because the the, the 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 guy with the ball got got past him. I, I don't know who the player was, but he just got past him, split the defense like that, and it was all he had to do was pass it to Rite and then scored. JP, JP, what were your thoughts on this play? Yeah, like you said, um, I attribute it more to Mario because um, Mario just tracks back terribly, and it just he he does a vertical track back instead of you know coming around. Farfan covers his right side, and then when Farfan covers his right side, Mario should come come to the other side, but no, Mario, Mario and Farfan both go to his right side and it leaves it open so he can cut in. Um, Uruti is the one that steals the ball from Duke and he's the one that finishes it. And then with Mario tracking to the left, um, so you can see when Fafa passes it to Uruti, um, Segura's tracking to the left, covering his space, and then that's what leaves him open to with against Atuesta. And all Atuesta can do is just stand there and it slots it in, in between his legs. So yeah, it's just bad defending from LAFC. Yeah, d- definitely bad defending. Uh, give us, Gary, give us your thoughts on this play. Uh, well, well done to Farfan and Mario making Uriti look like a prime Ronaldinho. Um, and then there's just an easy finish in the box. Uh, like uh, like JP said, Duke gives the ball away. He's tracking back. Atuesta is in the back. He can't really do much besides stand there if his hands behind his back. Mario, that's his second goof up this season, I think. Uh, the back pass, I think was a I don't remember who it was against, but I remember Galaxy. It was really nice. Galaxy. Oh yeah, how can I forget? There you go. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, he's been poor to be honest with you. And I thought when we talked about bullies earlier, he would be that bully, but he's constantly getting bullied. He's constantly getting made. He's not. I mean, maybe maybe I, I hyped him up too much before the season started, uh, thinking he would be the best center back with Sabuda, but um, hasn't worked out. And then just bad, just bad all around defending. Again, that's been a that's been a thing for LAFC defending. They didn't give up a goal on a set piece, but defending has been poor uh, this season as well, which is alarming. Yeah, and I think I think we need to we need to uh, pay attention a little bit to what the job, what type of job Murillo is doing because. Uh, I know if we had Andy, Andy's very well versed on Jesus Murillo. He plays, he played for for the Colombian team that Andy roots for back in Colombia. Yeah, and Andy, Andy knows him really, really well. And he knows his strengths, but he also knows his weaknesses. Um, but yeah, those are those are things. If you're a center back, you can't you can't commit, right? You can't right. you you either hey you foul the guy, you you get the yellow, or you just don't let the guy you you don't let the guy split both of you guys, you know. And I think Murillo sometimes, uh, you know. When this happens, you gotta you gotta look at him a little bit more. You're like, hey, what, what's going on? You you can't let that you can't let that happen. Let the opportunity there. But credit to to the Houston Dynamo. Look, Houston Dynamo played a hell of a game. I feel like they they wanted it more than LAFC. They were they were the tougher team. They're they're the grittier team. They were fighting for every possession. They were on literally on LAFC's ass through the whole game, in and out. Like the intensity was there from the Houston Dynamo, and it wasn't really there from LAFC at times. You know, and I think. 
that's where I think LAFC at times looked a little shocked at how how uh, strong Houston was playing. And, and then at times, you know, LFC wasn't matching that intensely. They were just depending on Vela. They are just depending on Rossi or, or just or just on a breakaway. Um, but what, what were your thoughts after that goal went in uh, against LFC in the, in the game's tie, JP? I mean, I think it's just more of the same. You know, we, we score and you think the floodgates are going to open and it's just going to be old mm-hmm. LFC, you know, 2-0, 3-0 because, you know, they scored and, and exactly. it's going to open up spaces. But it's just not like that because eight minutes go or three minutes or five minutes and other previous games go by and then you concede and then it's 1-1 and then everyone has their head down. Nobody nobody screams like, let's go, heads up, heads up. And then it just stays tied. And then it's more of the same for LAFC because nobody steps up. No, There's no attitude change when you concede. And then you just shouldn't concede so early after you score because then there's no there's no momentum your way. Yeah, and I think, and to add on to that point, after after the goal in the 64th minute, uh, Raheem Edwards came in for Corey Baird, and then Cal Jennings came in for Carlos Vela. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the, those substitutions, uh, Garrett? I don't know why Edwards came on when Blessing's sitting on the bench. Uh, that was weird to me. Something must have happened. Uh, well, I, I won't say much, but I think something probably did happen with Bob and Blessing, because why? I mean, that's just weird. I mean, the game needs a bit of energy. You got the energizer bunny on the bench. who does it all pretty much in the midfield. Yes, he doesn't have the best finishing uh, touches, but at least he'll give you 120% for 30, 20 minutes, whatever it is. So bringing Edwards on in a game like that where we desperately need points, uh, it was very confusing. Jennings, I thought, was a good move, though, because he's been tearing it up in Vegas. He's been doing really well. So I think he deserved a couple minutes at least. Um, and... I mean, he did what he can do against that team. I'd be, I mean, if Bella's hurt, I guess he would be the next guy up, uh, which is kind of crazy. We went from Carlos Bella to Cal Jennings. Um, but it was just a weird substitution of Edwards. I didn't get it. I, I, I honestly lost hope once I saw those subs. I, I, I did lose hope after that. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, to me. It was interesting because, uh, right, Cal, to your point, Cal Jennings. Uh, I, I don't, I don't look down on that or anything like that. Edwards, it was. I was surprised that Blessing didn't, didn't play at all right whether like I mean, he's not injured or nothing was going on maybe something going on off off the field or bob bradley was just too tunnel vision into the game but that was to me is like you when you need a player blessing is a guy right give give you some uh, some more um you know minutes give you some more uh, uh energy and everything like that J- jp what are your thoughts on the sub yeah i mean i thought that um he should have ultimately revolutionized the team i think moon should have come come on at the same at that time if you because we need to go out and win that game you know you take blackman out you put moon in who's offensive who's gonna open up spaces uh wide on the right you know give you more depth um so i thought bob i guess missed missed up an opportunity on that um i ultimately don't know what position edwards plays sometimes he plays cdm sometimes he plays the eight today he was winger and sometimes at, at the striker i don't know what edwards plays um, not not to knock on him. I just ultimately don't know what his function on the team is. Obviously, every game is different, but this game, I guess, he had one shot that that opportunity, and he was more involved. But I I just don't think Edward is is the man to to revolutionize a team and, and get get us a th- to those three points. Yeah, and and I'm with you. I mean, you make a fair point on Edwards because he's he's asked to play. I, well, look, if you're Edwards, look, you're you're gonna do whatever LAFC asks you to yeah. do if you want to get on the field. To his credit, right? Okay. Whatever, whatever they put you in the midfield, they put you they put you up top, you know, as a forward or or whatever. You're gonna do whatever you do. But to that point, we don't know what – is he a midfielder? Is he as a forward? What do you categorize him? What What is he able to do? And he's also put in a tough situation to come and impact the game right away. And I, and I don't think he's the guy right now to be be the one coming in because 
Um, that could be, you know, like there was another option, Latif Blessing, right? But, I mean, when you also look at the bench, right, if we, if we look at the bench, let me, let me pull up here the bench. You also had, what, Pancho Janela, uh, you know, uh, that's the only other option that you had. Jordan Harvey was was in the um, – Tomas Romero. The only other players that didn't play, these are the Harvey, Blessing, Pancho Janela, and Tomas Romero, right? Everybody else played. And on to that, Danny Musowski is 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 in Las Vegas lights, right? So you you can't bring in a, a number nine into into this into this game. So it's like the lack of depth with LAFC. I think was kind of on display in this game as well. And I think that's that's one of those things that that kind of got missed with this game. If I told you before this season we'd, we'd be relying on Danny Musowski, Cal Jennings, Raheem Edwards, and any other random uh, uh, any other random guy, you'd be looking at me like I'm crazy. But that's what it's coming down to right now, eight games to the season. So that's re- really alarming. That's who we're relying on to change the game to get three points. Yeah, no, and and it's tough, and they're not at the moment not bringing any any players. No. Um, look, to your two point, JP. Let, let's talk about uh, Kim Moon He came in what it was at the seventy fourth minute, seventy eighth minute for Tristan Blackman. Um, what what are your thoughts on Kim Moon um, you know, obviously we know he can p- impact the game uh, offensively. We saw him get past the defense a couple of times. He looked pretty smooth in offensive end. I think he needs to get a little bit more minutes, yeah. right? Like it's time for him to get more minutes. I expect him to start either tomorrow or, or against um, Kansas. Um, I like him. I think the biggest problem is that Blackman isn't playing bad. So he's he's his replacement. And then it's like you take Blackman out who isn't playing bad and you put him in. So I guess that's what Bob is like his biggest dilemma. But honestly, Murillo and Segura haven't been been solid, so Blackman is a natural center back. Just plug him in there, and then pl- mm-hmm. play more, uh, at the right back since you don't want to play uh, five in the back. Since you don't never want to change your four three three, which is I guess um, another point that I I say you know change your formation, <laughs> be different, and then you keep Blackman in, and you play with three center backs, you know, because we're we're fragile and back there. And then Moon is you know that right wing back, and he makes somebody. It was it was an accidental make because it, it was a ricochet off, off the defender's leg. But he wants the ball. He he always pushes up forward, and in one of those instances, you know he's gonna get a cross in, and it's gonna be a goal, and it's gonna be dangerous. So I think he should start. I guess Bob's biggest dilemma is like I said, you know, taking Blackman out, who doesn't necessarily deserve to be taken out because he's not playing bad. But Moon Moon uh, Moon yeah, Moon is the offensive threat, and you need to go out and win games. So that's why that's why he needs to be on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, you you can play Blackman and and Moon. You just got to change the formation. Right? Yeah. You just got to yeah. get creative, all right. And there's a way to bring both of them on. But if he wants to play in that four three three formation, then there's no way he's going to crack that one. One it has to be one or the other. Or Blackman switches over to to center back. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on Moon, uh, Garrett? I, I liked what I saw. I mean, we've seen good glimpses of him. The only other thing is the injury concerns. It seems like he's a kind of fragile as well. Uh, I know we bought him when he had a knock on his knee already, so that's kind of concerning. But I liked what I saw on Saturday, um, getting up and down on the flanks. Um, I think he should start, honestly, tomorrow. Put him at right back. If he if Bob doesn't want to change the formation, like JP was saying, let's just put him at right back, slide Tristan Blackman for Mario, who's been poor, and then it'd be Mario – oh, not Mario. Segura and Blackman at center back, and then you have Farfan on the left, and then you have Moon on the right experiment with that see what happens but if you want to change the formation and incorporate all of them together then try that too but bob is stubborn and we'll stick with the 433 uh until he's gone uh, whenever that is so i mean <laughs> hopefully I, I just want to see kim one start tomorrow i really do he deserves it there's a couple minutes 
Yeah, I'm with you. I, he, whether he, whether he starts or not, the man needs more minutes. Yep. He was hyped up the whole preseason. Yep. He was hyped up. He, and he, look, he looks healthy now. He looks ready. Yep. Um, so what, he needs to get more minutes, and, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. So quickly in the chat, G-Man says, uh, where's your Adidas? Gio, where's your Adidas? Gary, JP, Garrett, rocking Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even notice that. I, I guess I should. I That's do true. have. Should I just change here ha- halfway through the show? No, he's just like, <laughs> guess you didn't get the memo. No, I didn't. Um, LAFC Hawaii says, Moon needs to get the starter yes. question, and Jennings needs to start with Vela and Rossi. Um, I would I would like to see that. I would like to see that pairing. I mean, Jennings, get, get, get it up there. Um, you know, I, I don't mind Barry, but I, look, something has to give. They don't look Mm-mm. good. Yeah. They don't look good at all. And, nope. and it's... I don't know what it is, right? And it's it's a team fight that picked to be a championship. This is not championship caliber. They're just they're not good right now. They're not. Good I won't be getting. Games. I won't be getting that jersey either, Gio. If I look in it, so I'll be good to go. <laughs> we'll say, hey, look, there's still a long season. A lot of things could happen, but uh, yeah, the, a lot of things need to change. You need to move. Start moving pieces, and you know, Rossi had a couple opportunities that, like, if this, you know, when we've seen this team flow, when this team is flowing, some of those opportunities. Uh, those go in, you know, Rossi towards the end of the game. I think he had a shot on goal. I think if he would have placed it a little bit better, it might've got in. Right. But like, it just didn't, it wasn't going in for Rossi. And I think that has to do with how the team is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like mentally, right. It's just like, if your team is not rolling, the the shots that typically go in, aren't going to go in. And I think that's just, that's just the, where the team is at right now. And, you know, they, they don't get the result. but uh, JP, what, what were your thoughts on, on Rossi and how he played this game? Um, I guess he was the most – he was the biggest threat. Um, obviously, he just couldn't finish. Um, I don't know. He's accustomed us to get the ball at the edge of the 18, cut in, and then just whip it second post. Or, you know, cut in, and then somebody makes a run and, and, and just dishes it out to them. But I, um, Rossi hasn't been, been the – he's the reigning golden boot winner, and he just hasn't looked that dangerous. I don't know if it's because he doesn't feel comfortable with Vela and, and Baird, or he sees that Vela isn't 100%, so I'm not going to force him with balls or anything. But it's just not the deadly trio that we expected. Um, their best game was against the Rapids, where the three of them, you know, connected and Rossi finished twice off assists from each each of them. But after that game, you know, Baird has kind of been looking a bit slow. Um, they send him balls and he just doesn't get there. Um, they're not dynamic enough, and and somebody something needs to change. You know, you need to put Cal Jennings in or or Musovsky. You need a number nine to to maybe you know they can play off of. But yeah, they need to they need to step it up. Yeah, I know. What what are your thoughts on our Rossi live? Um, he's hasn't looked like the Rossi from last season at all. Um, I don't know if it's the rumors from Everton and Tottenham getting in his head. Maybe he's thinking about the future or needs to be thinking about right now. Um, he's taken a step back in my opinion, um, this season so far, he doesn't look deadly. He's always looking, he's doing the same move, cutting in, cutting in, and then he'll either lose it or he'll dribble out of bounds or the shots are going into the stands and Rosette. Um, it's just, it's not the same Diego Rossi. Uh, not the same one I saw against Lyon and CONCACAF, not the one that was in MLS back tournament. This one seems off to me. Everyone on this team has taken a step back. No one's progressed, in my opinion. Um, so that's not, it's not – I know it's eight games in, but it's eight games in. We're almost at – we're going to be at nine tomorrow and then ten on the weekend. So uh, Rossi, along with everyone else, needs to step it up because I haven't seen any progression. Yeah, no, I mean, talking about Golden Boot winner, he doesn't look like he mm-hmm. like his old self. Whether it's teams have figured it out, uh, you know, it's like that. That is the thing that is so weird to me because of what 
of what we've seen him be so clinical, you know, all the way to this year, right? Yeah. And even when Vela was out during the MLS's back tournament, he was able, he was still clinical. But unfortunately, right now he's not, he's not, a, he's not as a biggest threat as he once was uh, last season. Still early, but I think when it comes to LAFC, there's only so many times that we can say. Hey, the season's still early. Hey, the season's still early. Hey, they still got games, right? There's only so many times I can say that and tell them, like, yo, this, this is the deadline. Like, if they don't do this, and to some people, maybe tomorrow is that deadline, right? Maybe tomorrow, if, if they don't get a result, if they get another tie, I'll tell you a quick story. So I was coming down, uh, I, I, you know, I watched, I was watching the game. Um, I went up, I went back up to the press box, and um, I was I was with the dad and, and a son. And the kid, you know, he was happy. He's like, yeah, it was, it was a fun game. And, and, you know, and the dad, I don't know who these people were or anything like that. Um, but he's like, yeah, man, we just, these ties, we just got to stop tying. We just, you know, we just got to, we just got to stop with these ties. And you, I could kind of see the frustration in his dad. You know, the kid was still having, he was having fun. But the dad, you can see the frustration, like, man, like, what, like what's going on with this team? I didn't say anything, you know, I, I didn't say anything, but I was just, I was just observing. I just wanted to see how, how the fan, he felt, how the fans felt, you know? And I think that's where, that's where a lot, I got a lot of the, the same sense from, you know, some of the folks that I was talking to at the stadium. And I think some, some of that's like with so many expectations, the pressure is coming. I think some of that pressure may be getting to some of these players because look, you're at home where typically you're, you're doing it. You, you, you tend to win a lot, but even the fan base, couldn't get you over the hump, right? So it, it begs to ask, like, what what is going on with this team that you can't get over the hump? Is it is it a mental thing now? Is it you know are you guys are not not as collectively together in the locker room? Like, what is it, right? And they're not. If you don't like why winning winning will help that. If they win tomorrow, it's going to change the thing for them. But they need to get a result tomorrow. And right now, <laughs> it's not really looking good. For anybody at LAFC, right? And, and there's, there's like I, I tweeted, I was like, there's more questions than answers, and they only what they only got two, two wins in, in these in these what six, eight games going into nine games. It's like this team only has two wins right now. Hey, come on now, hey, we have we have, something has to change, right? J, JP, what what do you want to see change for this team? Start going tomorrow. I mean, ultimately, I want a new coach. Um, I, I'm gonna be very bold on that. Um, I want a new coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But okay. Staying in, staying with the next game, staying on topic. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just a, an attitude change. But nobody's stepping up. Um, Bob isn't stepping up, and it's just like Dallas is last, and all of all of us are are worried. Like we don't, we don't see like a, a path of victory here. And then, like you, you said, um, oh well, all we need is a win. I mean, we got that win against the Colorado Rapids, and then you go next week and the next week and you lose 10 YFC and then it's just back to normal. So I don't think it's just one win that we need. We need at least three wins in a row. I don't care if it's just one zero wins that, but they need to be wins in a row. And and then LAFC fans or LAFC can, you know, take a deep breath and be like, okay, we're back on track. Uh, We'll add some pieces and then we're back on track, but we're playing the last place team and, and, you know, fans are still nervous. So uh, a big, a big, you know, step needs to be, be taken for, for every, the waters to calm down because this was a team that, People had a supporter shield and MLS Cup winners, and now it's looking like a team that's you know restructuring and needs a, a rebuild. And then that it's only eight weeks in, so that's a big change. I'm not gonna go as far as rebuild. I think that's, I, that's push. That's pushing when you still got cards. I don't think we're there yet, right? We let's not get let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. You know, I, look, look to to your point though. That that is what the expectations. If you don't meet some of these expectations, 
those things are going to be said about LAFC. And, you know, and I was talking to someone, you know, close to the to the team, you know, in the organization. I was like, you know, what, you know, obviously I mentioned something about the fans. He was like, yeah, the, the fans, you know, have a right to say. But you also have a right to, to you know, if you're not liking something and, and you have these expectations and you're coming here to win a championship, you need it. It needs to change quick. It, we, like I said, we can't keep saying, oh, it's still early. It's still early, right? Uh, LAC Live, what, what would you like to see change uh, for, for tomorrow and for the season? <laughs> well, uh, first off, tomorrow I want a W against the last place team. If you can't get three points against the last place team, then uh, we we need change ASAP. Uh, do, do you would, do you also feel like JP? My bad. Don't mean to cut you up. Do you also feel like JP? Uh, kind of nervous going up against uh, FC Dallas a little bit. That's the that's weird for us because you know I'm not trying to sound arrogant or anything or anything like that. I'm just a fan, but as a fan of LAFC, when you see the last place team, you're like, all right, let's get it. It's three zero four zero. Let's just whoop that at, or whoop them. Oh, I'm trying not to cuss. Let's just whoop them and send them back home with an L. But now it's like, oh god, uh, are we gonna tie? Are we gonna get the three points? Who's gonna start? And we're asking questions every single game. It never used to be like that. And I know we sound like, uh, you know, we get everything handed on a platter, LEFC, and everyone says all that stuff. But I'm just being honest, man. Like, we're, we're constantly sweating about little, te- like, lesser teams now, which is the new norm. It's kind of crazy. Um, so I want to see a commanding one. I want to see a 3-0 win. I want to see a clean sheet. I want to see changes to the lineup. I want to see some uh, passion. That guy, I think the Twitter account, LEFC Fan TV, uh, tweeted about some guy. That guy had a lot of passion in 45 seconds more than 90 minutes that those players had the other night. So whoever that guy is, shout out to him. But I want to see passion on the pitch. I want to see good flowing goals. I want to see good defending. Uh, and I want to see Bob fired up. At least give something, dude. Like, I, I know, like, it's not looking good, but you're supposed to be the man. You're supposed to be the, the legendary Bob Bradley. I don't see a legend. I, I'm not going to get into that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I need to see something different. I'm seeing the same thing every week. Everyone's heads are down. I need to see something. And this is the four-game homestand. Don't forget about that. Uh, we were supposed to get what people were saying. I was saying I look dumb now. I was supposed to say uh, 10 points at least. We're on, what, four points? And we might, if we lose tomorrow, draw, it's five points. That's embarrassing. And we had two weeks on the international break. And, you know, I, I'm going off on the tangent, but this is what I want to see. Am I going to see that tomorrow? I guess we're going to have to find out because I'm not even confident that we're going to see a win. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I mean, look, th- those are questions that, you know, questions and concerns that a lot of, lot of people have about this team because I think tomorrow for a lot of people may may tip them over on who should be guiding this team, who should be on this team because it's like you you can't give keep getting tied. You can't keep getting – because, the, look, if you're a championship team, you got to win the close games. You got to win the ugly games. You got to win the games you're supposed to. And they're not doing that right now. We can't win ugly. That's the thing. Yeah. We can't win ugly. We cannot win ugly. We lose ugly, but we can't win ugly. And I'll tell you right now, if we lose tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of people that are still going to be defending the team saying, oh, it's okay. Oh, give him time. Oh, we should get this player because, you know, he was cool with the fans. Oh, we should do this. No. If you have ambition, you want to win, and you need to change things if things aren't working. If the milk is expired in the fridge, do you continue to drink it or do you throw it away? <laughs> depends you who you away. ask. It depends you who you ask. Great, great milk references here. I, I typically t- tend to throw. I don't drink. I don't drink milk. Uh, I tend to drink almond milk, so it doesn't. It doesn't go oh, bad. Well, okay. well, it seems <laughs> no, to me we have a lot of I'm, almond milk here. So. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, no, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I, I think tomorrow, look, half of the fan base, fan base, fan bases are going to be split, right? Whether hey, we need to 
and there to me there's no wrong point as long as you you're paying for a ticket and you support this team some people are going to be like you like hey you know we got to change things up and we got to throw everything out right totally fine there's other people that may have a little bit more patience and may want to stick stick it out with the team but i to me when you're 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 a championship caliber team and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing then I think that pressure is going to mount up, and that pressure is going to mount up a lot sooner than later. And I don't think you you don't, you'll have time for patience because, like I said earlier, you have players coming in. Vela's coming back. Well, this is fourth year. Rossi's with. There's not a lot of first year team players. Yeah, some of the players coming off the bench, but your core. Some of these guys have been with not if this not four years, two years or three years. A lot of these guys who are the core of this team have had time with this team and, and you don't have a new coach and it's Bob Bradley too, right? four years into this thing. So those questions are going to be asked tomorrow. We'll, we have to wait and find out. Um, moving on. So I want to talk about um, a player uh, today on, on Twitter has been getting a lot of, a lot of attention, a lot of noise. We have to talk about it. I, I was kind of caught off guard. I, I didn't, I didn't see until after the press call. I, I was in the press call. I meant, I meant if I would have known what was going on, I would have asked Bob Bradley about it, his thoughts. Um, but obviously, I'm talking about uh, Adama Diomande. I put on, I put on on Twitter. Uh, you know, I put a poll on Twitter asking people if they would like uh, Adama Diomande back uh, because it was just like bring back deal thing. I don't know where this came from. It literally caught me off guard. A couple, I called, uh, I, I reached out to a couple fan bases. So on Twitter, out of 59 votes, 68% said yes, and 90 and and 32% said no. I also did. I also did a poll uh, on LA Soccer Hub uh, on Instagram. Uh, asking the same question, and let me look through the results as of right now. So, out of what thirty, as I got about fifty people, um, twenty nine said yes, and fifty eight percent said yes, and forty two percent said no. So it looks like uh, a lot of people want Adama Diomande back. Um, that's that is the consensus that that they've got from some of those results. It was pushed heavily on Twitter. Um, I think I, I'm hoping it was just organic. I think that's what it is from, from, from fans. Um, but I think it's also, they want something different. They want something new. They, some fans want something that was, they were accustomed to fans want someone that, Hey, that used to score goals for us. Right. Um, let me ask you guys, JP, what, what are your, what are your, let me get to JP, JP, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on deal coming back? He's, if he's just not the solution, he's just not the solution we need. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, bring Dio back all this, all these hashtags, all these posts. And if it's, if he was like a, a DP player that, you know, saved us and he's just not that if he, if he comes back, you know, fine, but he's not the answer, you know, he's not going to come and save LAFC. Like it's not, it's not the revolution that, that the team needs. Um, I mean, I, I was vocal about um, a number nine with experience, you know, like a Diego Costa or, or you know, a Daniel Stur- mm-hmm. or a Sturridge. Yeah. I think that, that they're, they're free agents, you know, they can come. Um, Dio could come off the bench. I mean, I have him over Musovski and Cal Jennings, um, but like he's just not the answer. I mean, he's another Bob player that that Bob has played with that Bob likes, but he's in China right now. It's not like he's a free agent. It's not like he's out of contract, and he's just not the solution that the team needs. Um, obviously, I mean, there can be things. You know, you saw Rodriguez. You know, bring bring in a DP center back, and you know, obviously plug him in at the nine. Um, but he's just not the answer to me, and I, I think it's just random. Uh, uh, Garrett, what are your thoughts? Uh, I had a good, good uh, couple of laughs today looking at some of the tweets. Uh, I'll just ask JP a question real quick. I know it's your show, Gio. Would you rather have go Diego ahead, Costa? Hey, look, go ahead. Would you ever have Diego Costa or, or Diego Monde? No, 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 no,
answer the question first and then and then we can get we can get to your fantasy uh fantasy player lineups but answer okay. the question first i mean okay. I was a, oh oh you no, what, was question, like, what was the question Gio? Say it again, you like, would you like deal to come back no i don't okay. because did we win anything with him no and then i got some uh numbers right here i wrote them down on the paper right oh, here. give us the numbers give us the numbers uh, so when he first came in he was hot seven goals in four games that's good two games later he bags another two that's cool 12 games no goals in a row that's not good. And then he missed four games of injury, injury prone. Then he got three ga- goals in six games. That's good. And then in the playoffs against Real Salt Lake, he was absent, zero goals in that game. Second season, two goals in two games. That's good. And then he goes four games, no goals. And then he misses four games of muscle injury. Muscle injury. And then he goes another seven games with no goals. Then he's on the bench. And then he gets five goals in 12 games. And, <laughs> and then um, he gets two goals versus Galaxy, I believe, in the playoffs. And then there's that weird thing where uh, he just disappears from LEFC. We don't – I mean, I'm not going to go into detail what really happened with him, but I'm not too sure. Kind of just terminated the contract and left. So why would you want him back for sentiment? If that's the case, let's bring back Benny Philhaber. Let's bring back uh, Fido Zelaya since he worked out pretty good. And let's bring back uh, the Egyptian Faber, too, because he was – or uh, Gobber, whatever his name was. He played, like, what, two games. Uh, this team is becoming Sentiment FC. Sentiment FC. So, I mean, you, you looked uh, before you, you get on uh, way off there. I think you bring up great, great points, um, you know, uh, of t- t- statistics. I think the reason why he left was because he wanted to be closer to his family. I think it was, it was during the MLS back tournament. That's when he got kept getting injured, and that's when they terminated the contract. Um Asilo in the chat says, bring back Dio. G-Man says, I want to recount. <laughs> going off of uh, Trump. And then he uh, he says, uh, JSR Football said, what happened at the supporter me- supporters meeting? That's what I want to know. Interesting. I was not at a supporters meeting. I don't know what happened there. Um, so th- that's interesting to see. To your point, uh, Dio would show up at certain games, but I think the thing about Dio, he was, he was really injury prone. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping this is just organic. That this is just the fans. They they want this organically. I hope it's not pushed. You know, I don't want to get too much into conspiracies. I want to push a, 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 a number nine. But look, on the other side, if he comes for free, I don't know what his contract is with China, with the Chinese team or whatever. He comes in for free. You barely pay him anything. Comes off the bench. And if he's not the number one uh, nine. That they, this is the nine is going to change everything because I don't think that's to your point, JP. I don't think he's a solution. But if he comes back for free, basically, and you pay him a minimum salary or whatever, it, I'm fine with it. But not if if you come back thinking he's the guy again because I don't think he's the number nine that LAFC needs. He could be one of the options off the bench, right? But he is not. He's not the solution for me, you know. And, and wherever this is coming from. Hey, look! If fans really want someone that used to score goals, that 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 that's interesting. But uh, to me, long long term vision, he's he's not the solution um, for for the for the for the problems that they currently have, right? For the for the problems that they currently have right now. Mm. Yes, when he's healthy, he can score. But the way he he ended with others, he had he had a lot of one he had a lot of injuries. He had a competition with Bradley Wright Phillips, Danny Masovsky. So I don't know if he's the guy. Uh, to solve those solutions. I don't think that that's the guy, but if he's the guy that, you know, can help you off the bench, give you 10 minutes or something like that. But I think you want to look, you want someone that's going to be the guy at number nine. You know, you don't want a player that's like, Oh, he's going to be okay. We know what he used to have. No, you want someone to bring 
for the future. Like, hey, this guy's going to help Bella for the next two years or next three years, right? Because that's what I think they're missing on that. And I don't, I don't see that from Dio, unfortunately. And, and, I, and I know it's been pushed a lot by, by, uh, by some of the supporters uh, on Twitter. And it's just, to me, it's just interesting. I, I, it really caught me off guard because I'm like, where is this coming? I was like, asked, did, a, did I miss a rumor or something like that? Because I know he, he was vocal about it on Twitter, but I was like, look, man, I, I don't think this is a guy. Uh, and no, and and if you want him back, I have I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that because if you want him back, that's totally fine if he comes for free. But you you got to look at someone else that's going to be solution based, right? Gary, I know you had a name. I know you had one of your fantasy names. Go ahead and throw out the name. <laughs> uh, well, Diego Costa is doing nothing. He's just training. Uh, and he, I honestly think we'll never sign anybody like that because if Bob is still here, he's going to get slapped around. Honestly, I honestly think that because I don't think Bob can manage players in the locker room. I think we're seeing that already. I'm pretty sure there's something going on with Blessing and Bob behind the scenes. I that think, look, look, I think he can, or he definitely can. I think it's the uh, thing about Bob Bradley is when you're not my way or the highway and you start to butt heads with them, then that's where the relationship starts to go different. You know, it, it, because Bob is one of those players like, hey, this is how we're going to do things. And this is how we're going to do it. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. And that's why you saw that riff with Brian Rodriguez, right? Because Brian Rodriguez was not playing that. JP? But that's just that's just so bad. That's bad for the team. Because if nobody can, you know, exactly. you know, they're not winning. They're not winning. So obviously what he's doing isn't working. And it hasn't worked for three years, if we're being honest, because we haven't won anything other than the supporter shield. I mean, we, I, would, I, would say, I would say to an extent it, it has it worked. worked. It worked. I, I'm not going to let you say yeah. it hasn't worked because it has yeah. worked. Yeah, that's, that's it has worked this year. I just want to be clear because there's a lot of people that listen to this or, you know, five people. But to, to the five listeners that listen to this, it has worked, but yeah. not not this year. And when it doesn't work this year, when you have all these expectations and the high pressure is a different story. But you, we can't say it hasn't worked. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it has worked up until now. And then this season where, you know, everyone had LAFC, you know, winning the MLS Cup. And, you know, somebody should step up and be like, you know what, maybe we should try something different, something here. But Bob Riley doesn't like that. And I think that's a big problem because that's why maybe nobody steps up as a leader because Bob is the leader and Bob, it's always Bob's way. But now Bob is quiet on the sidelines. So I think mm-hmm. he kind of lost the locker room. Maybe I'm, I can be wrong. I, just my perception from outside. I think he did. You know, I just think he lost the locker room because nobody's stepping up. And then, you know, there's I think room- tomorrow will tell us a lot more. I don't want to jump into that. That that, that that's a, that's a very very great point that you bring up. But I think tomorrow we will we will find out about that. But go ahead. Well, yeah, but I mean, we had they they had three weeks. They had three weeks where it was all Bob Bradley. You know, everyone's resting. Everyone's there. That's where Bob Bradley was like, okay, we're LAFC. We're gonna win this MLS Cup, and this is we had three weeks, and you know, we're just gonna go out and and destroy Houston. But it didn't happen, and then that's where I'm like, okay, well, Bob is lacking enthusiasm because um, he's a personality. You know, he 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 has you know the Bob School of Coaches, all these MLS coaches that have come, you know, under Bob, you know, have that have learned from Bob, and you know, he just doesn't have that 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 power, that that energy anymore. So, and no players are stepping up. So that's where I'm just like, maybe the players just don't want to listen to Bob anymore, which can be bold, but you know, or wrong. But I mean, that's just my perception. Uh, maybe, mostly, maybe not. I don't know if they're not going to listen. If they're not going to listen, they're not going to see the field. That that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think also, I don't I I don't want to go as far as the lock because the locker room is so important. I want to go. I will say that they don't look together. They don't look together. They don't they don't look good. And then if tomorrow, if they lose tomorrow, if they tie tomorrow, 
we're gonna we're gonna have those answers tomorrow. But if they win, it changes. Oh, a win no, no, changes. No, 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 win changes. It changes everything because no, no. because on the morale with the team. But go ahead. I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts. No, on no, this. no, no, no. Three wins in a row changes everything. Not one win. Three wins, and not a win against a last place crap team. I'm talking. We play what Kansas City after in Real Salt Lake. Who always has our number. So three wins in a row. Yeah, you can show me something. But one win against the last place team. Yeah, that's what good. I was, no, what I was referring to changes things within the locker room. That's what well, I'm referring to. It's going to change things within the locker room. If you get a win, the morale within the locker room is going to change. I, Obviously, I, go ahead. I don't fully agree with that because we won against Colorado. So obviously, like to your point, then like if one win changes it, um, I mean, obviously a win changes, you know, something in it. But I mean, we beat we beat Colorado, and then you go the next week and lose against NYFC, and then but they but they they lost that game because of a bad pass, and it was on them. They they had they were winning that game. Yeah, they were winning that game. It but all it, comes. It, but it was. It, I feel like the 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 men's the 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 this the the game that they lost against um city, um New York City FC. It, like going into that game, the morale was high. But after the game, the morale is low, and the morale is really low in that locker room. And what's going on with the LFC? You know that that's no secret. But I, I'm with you. A change a game, one game's not going to change it, but I think it's going to change the morale within the within the team, and it's how they how they win. Because if if they lose or if they, if they just scrape by, win a one zero game, or you know, we also got to see how the story how the storyline goes with 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 LAFC, right? Um, because you you can't discount like it's like saying like oh he just scored a goal like you don't think Jose Cifuentes feels good because he scored a goal it was an easy goal but it's still a goal if you win and you get a win even if it's against the last place team that can start off a three point thing but if you lose <laughs> if you lose, coming off <laughs> <laughs> then it's a different story I'm gonna turn the light so okay his light his light went his light oh okay okay. But, I, but I feel like a win can change something. It's not going to be like, oh, okay, they're, they're back to MLS's cup, right? But tomorrow, I really feel like it's going to tell us a lot. It really is going to tell us a lot because because if that, if this locker room is not together and this team's not together and you guys are saying things like, hey, you know, uh, you know about these things about Bob that we don't have the information just yet, but we can kind of read through the lines, I think tomorrow is one of those games that we'll have most of those answers. You know what I'm saying? But I, you can't tell me that one a win – doesn't change. Doesn't. Ch- Am I going to say it's going to change the whole season? But it does change the morale within within the locker room. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With that. Go ahead, JP. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, no, I mean the mentality. We've been talking about it. mentality, leadership. That's going to be on stage, front and center tomorrow. Especially if we go down for some reason, one zero. Are they just going to put their heads down? Are they going to say, you know what? This is the last place freaking team. We shouldn't be losing to them. You know, um, that's going to be very telling and. I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous for tomorrow. I, I need to see three points. I don't want to draw. If you get a draw tomorrow and I don't, if I don't see certain yeah, people, no, asking you questions, can't have a draw tomorrow. You can't. Have no, a, you can't. You no, can't. No, if no. you have a draw, it's a win, it's a win yeah. or bust. It, it's a, it's, it's got to be a dub. And we've been saying that all season. Oh, that's a win. Okay. Maybe next game that'd be a win. So tomorrow, last place, that's it. You need a win. It doesn't matter how you get it. And let's get a little roll going. Let's get uh, let's get three wins in a row. Let's try and get something going. This is the last game before we go on the road. So, I mean, you've had opportunities this season. I mean, we're just not doing it. And I'm telling you, tomorrow, man, if if they lose, I'm going on a rant. I'm going on one because I, <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing is too is that I hope I'm not alone in that because I I know there's a lot of people that don't like to speak up on you know I mean on Twitter. Well, everybody's different. Every, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Uh, 
Well, I mean, I know that, but don't you, I mean, yeah, I guess in a way, but if you have ambition, you want to get wins and three points and win trophies. You don't want to bring well, some back. Some people play. yell at the TV. Some people don't have to do it on Twitter. Some people just yell at the yeah, TV. That's, that's throw, true. Throw I mean, JP across the room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but before we get to JP, G-Man says, Gio's right. Winning any game changes the locker room mood. Doesn't matter if the team is bad or not. And he, he quotes, he said, doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning is winning. Dominic Toretto, is, did he just <laughs> quote Fast and the Furious? No, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong by winning the game. There's nothing wrong by winning hey, man, the game. Oh, my God. Anything. That guy is a legend. <laughs> like, like JP, you're saying, there's nothing wrong with winning the game. No matter if you tap it in with your nose, your ear, your whatever. If you win the game 1-0, you win the game 1-0. But it's what you do after that game. Just because you won that one game course, doesn't change anything, you know. But they, but, they, but like, like let's talk. Look, that tie felt like a loss, you know. No one, no yeah. one walked away like, oh yeah. yeah, we got we got one point, we got one point. No, it's like we dropped points. We should have got three points. I was more pissed probably after the game than those players. I waited a year and three months to go watch LAFC play in person. As you, I look as you should though, as you and should. I saw that as you as you should, and and LA, every every LAFC fan should feel that way. They should. The thing is, we don't see a player as angry as us. That's, I think, the biggest issue. Yeah, um, don't. Your point was right. Like a, a win is gonna definitely like change the locker room. They're definitely gonna be pumped up. But if you win, and then against Kansas City, you know, you make a mental mistake, or like that, like we've been doing, and then you know, a defensive blunder, and you lose again, then it's just same old. Of course, old of course, of course. And, and then I just, I, it's but just we're not there yet. We're not yeah, there. To Can- yeah. We're not there at Kansas City, or we're we're talking about tomorrow. Yeah, and and you need a you need to go and say this is FC Dallas. This is the last place team. We're LAFC. You know. We're the big bad wolf here because that's what the team has accustomed us to. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just an attitude because we outpossess everybody. We outshoot everybody. Even if we've won or lost, the only game that we were outpossessed was Austin. And that was the first game of the season. Yeah. Um, every other game we've outpossessed, we've outshot everybody. But it's just an attitude thing. Like you said, like we get bullied. <laughs> we cannot get bullied by, 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 the, uh, by Dallas tomorrow. Sorry. We can't get bullied by them. Yeah. We have to set the tone early and, you know, win. Because if if Dallas goes and you know sets a tone and you know starts playing heavy and you know kicks Vela once or twice, then you know it's kind of you know LA, it's kind of worrying so worrisome because LAFC might be like, okay, we don't we don't push back, and then that's where things <laughs> gonna get tricky. Yeah, and I think that's what that's that's gonna be interesting. Hey, look, it's not gonna be an easy game against Dallas. They they tied against Minnesota United. Uh, Minnesota United won one. I think it was at home, um, and Minnesota United is a, is a, is, a, is a tough team. Um, so this is not going to be an easy game for LAFC uh, by no means. And if say, they saw what Houston did to them, and I think if I'm if I'm FC Dallas, I need to do the same thing to, to LAFC. But if you're LAFC, you you got you got to come in hot. You got you got to come in hot and, and score and make a statement in, in that first half and, and make the game impact. Don't let don't ever let them get to the don't let them have them play your game, but don't ever let them play their game. Don't let them even if they start to get physical. You just have to be the better team. You know, you, to your point, you have to see more passion out of these players, right? Who's someone who's pissed off, someone who's upset, someone who's angry. You know, see more emotion because, you know, you there's no way LAFC tomorrow they 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 cannot if they don't win tomorrow, a lot of a lot of tough questions is going to be asked, and I'll be asking about about these team because there's no way you could keep tying with with so much expectations, and I, I mean, we don't want to continue. Like I said earlier, oh, it's still early. It's still early. There's going to come a point in time, I look. <laughs> it ain't early no more. It's getting kind of late, you know. I think another worrying worrying thing is that I, like I've gone on you know these MLS rumor pages. I don't see any rumors about LAFC linked to any players. Um, maybe they just they're they're just very quiet about their negotiations. But like 
it comes up and Instagram pages like get on that. And I haven't seen LAFC linked to any pages. Like the front office should have no problem wanting players to play in LA. Like it's LA. It's a beautiful city. Everyone wants to come here, you know, live and play. So I think if, especially if we don't win tomorrow, transfers need to happen. If you know, well, I, I know there's one transfer happening for sure after the summer. Um, he's young. He's Uruguayan. He's pretty good looking. Well, it's Brian Rodriguez. Yeah, but it's not happening. Uh, it's not happening for sure because Bob Bradley did say if they don't get a deal where it makes sense for LAFC, then he's coming back. He's also the same guy who said Opoku was. We don't know what's wrong with him, and then three weeks later, he's having surgery. Oh, but I, but no, no, I know, but but I believe this because look, the market. There's no market for Brian Rodriguez right now. There's literally no market. There's literally like there's an open DP spot, but there's there's no market for Brian Rodriguez. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peñarol, like LAC Kui said that, uh, I think on his Twitter, that Peñarol is not interested in him uh, at the moment. But if, if they don't get a deal, right, the only thing right now Brian Rodriguez has, which I've said this before, is that he plays with Uruguay. I mean, I mean, he's not even cracking the bench right now at times, right? He was, he was, late, he was late to practice. Yeah, he was late to practice. Mm. He was late to practice? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then if that's the only transfer that LAFC has, it's not a very promising one because Bob Bradley is not much of a fan of his attitude. And a lot of fans aren't a fan of his attitude. Yeah, I was going to say, not just Bob Bradley. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. G-Man send Brian Rodriguez to Las Vegas. Lights. I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but, but like, I mean, that's a DP. I don't, I, that's not going to happen. It, it just feel like LAFC front office needs to make some noise, you know, ha- has to have something, regardless if we win or not, because – Pieces always have to be added, especially in the MLS calendar, if you want to be an MLS contender. And that's where LAFC should be. Um, that's a talent that they do have. I mean, I mean, it hasn't been on display these eight weeks, but, you know, somebody can come in and, you know, maybe help revolutionize the team, maybe a center back. It doesn't need to be a DP, but, you know, somebody, you know, needs to come in, I think, and then help this team. Yeah, I think they're very hang- – I'm with you. I think changes need to happen, but I think right now they're handcuffed to that Brian Rodriguez situation. And I think they're just waiting to see if he cracks the lineup or he comes off the bench and does something spectacular to boost his, uh, his, um, you know, his value that has been shot pretty much. So we'll have to see. And I, I don't, and, I, and you, I think they should make changes, but I don't know how much, I think a lot of that has, like I said, a lot of that has to do with Brian Rodriguez and I think that's handcuffing him. Unfortunately, I think Diego Rossi will probably be sacrificed because he's the highest valued right now as far as yeah. younger players on our team. And Rodriguez will sneak his way back in. And then that DP spot hopefully will be used on a center forward or whatever they decide to do. But honestly, if, if Diego Rossi, because if you look at it like this, if he continues to have these crap performances up to the end of the season, his value is going to go down as well. And every single time we're like, we do not want him. We can go for somebody else. So. There's that scenario as well, so we could see a sacrifice, unfortunately, of Diego Rossi, which would be sad to see. But I don't know. I wouldn't say a sacrifice because yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's if it's look, if it's time to go, if it's his time to go, it's his time to go. Well, you should have went last year if that was the case because that was when he was the no. Well, the, the market wasn't there for him. The market wasn't there for him. It was COVID. It was COVID. Yeah, the market wasn't there for him. Like oh, that's a, that's that's another reason why we didn't do good because of COVID too. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. No, no, they didn't no, that. no, 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 no. That's but no, right? That's it's, it's, look, I think right now it, it's it's the right time for Diego Rossi if the market is there. But I think last year it wasn't it wasn't it, we was they wasn't getting that much interest. But I think if it's I don't I don't I don't see it as a sacrifice. I see it as a positive thing because they can sell him on for like what it was like fourteen million dollars or fifteen yeah. million dollars. What they paid like one point something million. That's that's a net profit of what thirteen fourteen million dollars, right? 
depending what they do with that money. Yeah. You and know, then, then it covers it covers the Rodriguez. Yeah, it covers the Rodriguez situation. It gives you gives you a little bit more breathing room if there's no deal there. You know, but do you I, I don't I don't see it as a sacrifice. Do you trust this front office to get the third DP right? I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't. I have to see. I, I mean, I have to see. I, look, if they sell Diego Rossi, you you can't you can't you can't discredit that. But we have I have to wait to see what I want to see what moves they do before I critique them because I need to see what moves they do. I need to see what how they play out the Brian Rodriguez situation. I can't hypothetically speak. Oh, if they do this, you know, I want to see the moves. And if I, if the moves don't help this team or don't make sense, then I'm like, you know what? They, they no, they didn't do good. Or you know what? Selling uh, selling Rossi for a net profit of 13, 14 million. That is a pretty, that's pretty good business no matter wherever, wherever you're talking about in the world. Right. But I think we have to wait and see what happens. And and I think that's, unfortunately the Rodriguez situation is, is holding them back. I feel like on, on certain things. Yeah. This summer is going to be very, or like this little stint until July is going to be very critical for the future of, of this club. If, if it goes into a rebuilding sh- or, or, <laughs> I, or I don't know why you're saying rebuilding. I don't. I don't he, he's right though. He's right. He's right. See, look, I, look. You guys are getting way ahead. I know you guys are upset with the team and stuff like that, but I don't see it right now as a rebuilding year. No, not right now. That's why I'm saying, like, if if the, the, if the results keep until July, then. Something yeah, but happens. you're not even there yet, though. Like it's, for me, like I can't even say those words because it's like, look. It's not that bad right now. It's not that bad. But I know you, your guys' patience has run out. But for me, like, look, outside looking in and, and seeing both – covering both teams in L.A., like, to be honest, Galaxy were a lot worse shape than, than LAFC is currently in right now. And I and I've saw the worst side – the worst things happened in the Galaxy last season, and LAFC is nowhere near that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they're they not made changes. Be, and they made changes. They need changes, but they're not getting smacked around 6-2, 5-2 like the Galaxy were last but they year. Made, but they made changes, though. Very late towards the end, and very very late towards Still the end. Still yeah, but changes. Yeah, but LAFC is not there yet. LAFC is not there yet, and, and I, don't, I don't see that right now. Um, if it, if it does get to that, I definitely believe I'll speak on it. But it's not there yet. It's not it's throwing out words like rebuilding right now. I think I think that's a little too too early. But I understand you guys' patience right now, and that that that's totally that's totally fine. But I think uh, let me bring you guys in, and, and I think tomorrow is going to tell us a little bit more. Tomorrow, tomorrow's going to tell us a lot about the locker room. Tells me a lot about Bob, Bob, Bob Bradley, about the fan base. You know how much patience do they really have about each individual player and where where they sit with this team? Because if they if if they do get a result, okay, it, it brings in a side of relief, boost up a little bit more confidence. Um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see tomorrow. But look, that's all the time we have. We went what nineteen minutes over. Um, great conversation. Great back and forth. Uh, here, here and there. I love, I love this, uh, uh, the segment that we did. Um, but let let the people know where they can follow you, JP, and your articles as well. Um, yeah, so uh, I write for for the LA Soccer Hub. I write for Geo, and then uh, you can follow me on Twitter, JP underscore Marquez twenty, and then I I'll be covering LAFC games, previews and and reviews on them. So yeah, just yeah, stay ch- check out uh, JP. You know, if you go to LASoccerHub.com, the tab he's writing all the articles for LAFC, LAFC Live. All right, you can find me on my Twitter account at we are LAFC Live. Give me a follow, follow back. Um, enjoy the conversations on there, running polls all the time. We do a cool Twitter Spaces every Monday. Uh, LAFC Hawaii always hosts it. Um, don't be shy, jump on there, say your take, say your opinion. No opinions wrong. We'd like to hear everybody. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been doing. And uh, thanks for having me on again, Gio.
Yeah, no, of course. Great conversation. I always like you guys' take. And G-Man, we'll finish off with it. Take it one game at a time. JP, he said, Woosa, Mike Larry, bad boys for life. <laughs> I like those guys' quotes. <laughs> oh, my God. G-Man is a man. That dude is a legend. He, dude, he has a way with words. Um, but, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. Join us every Tuesday night uh, at 7 p.m. We're talking all things black and gold. We're going to have to see what happens tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if there's changes to be made. But nevertheless, it was a great combo. You guys want to follow me? Make sure to follow me at Gio Garcia LA on Twitter. So for JP and LAFC Live, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.